Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, bow, bow, bow. I'm so Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the uh, Ripley's Odyssey. We're uh, doing our annual look at the Ripley's Believe It or Not book, which comes out prior to Christmas. It's become uh, a huge part of the festive season for all of us going through this book, and it's increasingly diminishing returns <laughs> since we started it two years ago. Maybe we're just unlucky with what we find. We don't know. There could be some amazing stuff in that the random page generator doesn't. No, maybe give we've us. just been stimulated. You and I, because of uh, not least because of well, yeah, we've led colourful lives, but never more colourful than when we started to read. But please believe it or not. And so things that mm. a few years to us would have seemed outrageous and jaw dropping, we're numb to it now, mate. It's like we've are you seen the lot. Are you saying we're becoming jaded, Sam? Is that what you're saying? We're jaded to uh, to Ripley's because they can't serve up anything to us that's more outrageous than we've already seen. I guess so. Well, I'll tell you, with that in mind, I've just uh, used the random page generator and it's gone 107. And I almost just want to look at what's oh, yeah, on page 107 and wonder what it is without even reading the text that accompanies it. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, five by five box of uh, plastic teeth uh, kind of on a plinth and then there's a little keyboard plugged into it at the bottom well and the box is pink and the keyboard is pink and of course the teeth uh, are white and the gums are kind of dark pink it looks lovely and the headline is mouth music Um, so I guess what would happen here is someone's going to play the keyboard and whichever key you play one of the, uh, the, the mouths is going to open and close Wonderful. Would you would you say that would be the case? I would say so, but it's hard to understand how any of them would make a different noise to the next one. If you see what I mean, you'd think they would just chatter like like mm. teeth do. Well, um, it was built by Swedish builder Love Hulton, and he describes it as a surreal music making machine uh, with each push of a key on the VOC twenty five, as it is called. I wonder what VOC stands for. Voice operational. Don't know, chattering. I'm not mm. sure. Um, a corresponding mouth opens and it sings a digital note. Ah, so there's each a different note in each mouth. The teeth don't chatter, which you'd want them to do, really. Um, I really want some of those wind-up chattering teeth. Now you get from joke shops. 
They're fucking great, mate. Triggered. I'm triggered. They're absolutely great, aren't they? Yeah. The only never thing owned, that might put you off is, set. is that you know that in the 90s, um, Chris Evans would have opened an episode of TFI Friday <laughs> by just winding some, not saying anything, yeah. just winding them yeah. up, letting them go, and then all of his sycophantic underlings would go, and all the audience would go, like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sadly, that's that's very accurate. Um, so, yeah. The, uh, Hulton can alter the sound of the voices ranging from an angelic choir to a demonic screaming fucking hell all, all of which are accompanied by the clacking of the teeth good good there is clacking that's important to me um, actually I would try and I'd, I'd put them on the floor and see what Oscar thought of it it would probably freak him right him. out yeah yeah he'd probably hide probably hide behind the sofa um, believe it or not well that's what the book's called Hulton is not the first person to build something like this. He took his inspiration from inventor Simone Geertz, who built a similar machine based on the novel idea that large groups of people could clack their teeth together as an alternative to clapping. <laughs> well, there's been quite a lot of alternatives to clapping suggested in recent years out of respect to the deaf. That's true, yeah. Clacking uh, your teeth wouldn't be one of them, though, would it? No, it wouldn't. Apart from the fact it's quite visual. Yeah. Um, well, hand clapping's visual. Hand clapping works yeah, on every level. That's true, actually. Why don't people... Yeah. Do you know what? Right. I'm not one of these people to moan about political correctness. You and I both pride or, ourselves on being uh, pro-political correctness, right? Or, or moan about the deaf. Although, to be fair, the deaf probably aren't listening to this, so, you know. We haven't got... Well, they're not, let's just say they're not in our demographic... No. We've had offers from companies who call you out, usually American companies saying, we would like to commit your podcast to Braille, right? But yeah. we're like not yeah. interested. It's too much of it. No. Yeah. Um, so, but I do think clapping, why don't people fucking lay off clapping? The great British clap. Leave it alone. Yeah? It work. It just works. Yeah, you say the great British clap, but if, actually, if you look back, a form of it was invented in China in the 10th century. Well, they lay we claim just say to that, fucking... We just say that... Yeah, we Name just say a we single thing, right, that the Chinese don't fucking pipe up and say, well, we actually invented that millions of well, years before you. Did. Fucking everything. You come up with Yorkshire pudding, pie and mash, yeah. fish and chips. China, the, we did that. The most British things, and they'll go, oh, no, sorry, sorry about that. But uh, mm. we've actually got a load of, we've we've come across some information that suggests we invented um, fish and chips. So yeah, we got find your books, own ideas. Have a look. There's a picture of it in here from eleven fucking BC, and there's a recipe so, for uh, it written down here. So you won't be able to read it because it's all in Mandarin. So it'll just be yeah, squiggles to you. But trust me, that's what it says. Yeah, it looks new. Looks new because it's been in a museum for centuries. But yeah, we preserved it. We well, definitely invented. That's clapping. another thing we invented: preserving stuff. Yeah. Next question. Pickling, invented that. Yeah. So. Uh, Gardening. Yeah. Invented that. <laughs> so Simone Simone Geertz built a similar machine. So Love Hulton in Sweden has pretty much nicked the idea. It's a wonderful um, looking thing. I mean, it looks more like something you might see in the Tate Modern than, a, just, than an gonna, actual I'm, instrument. I'm just going to clack my teeth together just into the microphone. Um, that, as an alternative to clapping, is uh, painful. 
It's uncomfortable. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you, did it's, it hurt? Because my teeth, as you know, I'm having all, I'm always having trouble with my teeth. And actually, oh. chattering my teeth feels a bit like uncomfortable. I don't know whether that's our age or what. Uh, if I chatter my teeth too hard, some of the cunts will break or fall out. It's not good for your teeth. A lot of us grind our teeth in our sleep. It's not mm. good. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, clacking your teeth as an alternative to hand clapping can get fucked. If you don't have any hands... <laughs> Or if you've got chronic arthritis that just means you can't clap, then, uh, you know, by all means, clack your teeth. But don't fucking try and get everybody else involved in it. Jump up and down, something like that. Are you, are you beeping? No. Uh, no, a message just beeped through on my laptop, but that's all right. Oh, okay. Computer okay. noises make this sound high-tech, this entire Oh, is that thing. what it is? Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I've got we'll a page, mate. On... I've got a page. you got a page? All right. The page is um, 184. Before we get to that, can I just just look at the opposite page to what we were on? Oh, yeah. And it, it says, Band Cameo. No doubt the group made a background cameo appearance in the Simpsons episode Homer Palooza thanks to a family connection. Gwen mm. Stefani's older brother Eric was an animator on the show at the time, so mm. he added the band to the scene. That That's, that's fucking... That's not incredible or fantastical. That doesn't make me go, oh, do I That's believe that the, or do also, I not? there's so much Simpsons trivia, right? I mean, yeah. I've, I used to have a whole book of it, I don't know where it is now, of like little quirky Easter eggs and funny things that have been hidden in episodes, right? There's a million and one of those facts. That's the most boring one I've heard, especially when Fuck. that particular episode, Homopalooza, is about Homer having a music festival that the Smashing Pumpkins perform at, right? And yeah. I think it's the one, maybe with the Red, no, not Red Hot Chili Peppers, but Smashing Pumpkins and various other bands are in mm. that. So no doubt being in that episode is not that weird. There doesn't need to be a story behind it because it's set at a music festival where all the big American rock bands of that era are mm-hmm. present. So yeah. I'm not impressed. That's pathetic. What page did you find? Sorry, you, you, you um, found the page. It is 184. 184. Here we go. 159, 183, 184. Whoa. Now, this is good. Man alive. I, I, I base yeah. it just on the image at the top of the page. Talk I don't know it. what it's about, but the image is as follows. There's a. It's in a sitting room, and there is a, mm. a uh, poof or footstool. And on mm-hmm. it are a pair of human legs in some chinos and wearing some shoes. But it is just legs. There is no torso. There's no other part of the body. It's just a, a set of legs that are sat on this footstool. On top mm-hmm. of the legs, on the lap, is a cat. And the cat is very relaxed, curled up in the traditional cat way of sitting. Right? Uh Pausing for a photograph. Looking even. at the camera the as if to say, yeah. yeah, what do you want, cunt? Never seen a cat sitting on a pair of disembodied legs before, right? <laughs> but what's this all about? Well, let's find out. It says, lap of luxury. London couple Rebecca and Alex May shared with us a fake lap they made for their cat. Ziggy loves cuddling with her humans and would go to any length to be near them, including sitting on their shoulders or loudly meowing until she's given attention. Oh God, she sounds like high maintenance. Very Jesus. needy cat, not unlike Nelson. Mm. Rebecca and Alex were happy <laughs> that the adoptive feline felt comfortable around them, but it was beginning to interfere with their job since they worked from home. Fucking hell, this is just like <laughs> us and my house. So Alex stuffed the pair of his pants with a duvet cover towel and a heating pad 
and remarkably, Ziggy took it took to it immediately. Now, if they ever need personal space, they simply reassemble the surrogate's lap. Well, Fucking hell! I should say when they say pants, they mean trousers because this is an American. Yeah, this is written in book. American. It's a pair I mean, of trousers, not it, a pair of. What it goes to show is as well is that you think the cat loves you, but the cat loves mm. the warmth of your fucking groin right yeah that's what the cat loves because you're not there the cat knows you're not there it can't see your face it can't hear you breathing or the beat of your heart it just wants to sit on your groin and feel the warmth and softness inside at least i hope it's softness (laughs) well it's good they've put a heating pad in there as well yeah if it's um the the temperature of I wonder if they took the temperature of Alex's groin beforehand and then used the heating pad to replicate it exactly. Now, for me, I've got an extremely hot groin. And so <laughs> hey, as, we as, had to turn it on. Man. So we had to turn the pad up to full setting, full blast. I've got a, I've got what my wife calls a full blast groin. Uh, uh, as a hot bodied man, I sympathise entirely, so don't knock it. Mm. Uh, there's, that's there's a, that's good. There's, that's a, that's the one of the best ones we've had. Um, that's good and on the page opposite you just opposite, look on the page opposite yeah, yeah, well, uh, f- this is one of the worst this is one of the worst it just says believe it or not male seahorses give birth doesn't that's everybody the know known the male fact yeah. in the human universe that is a if yeah. you, can you imagine if you got a job working as one of the researchers on QI the world's most annoying the world's most smug television programme right <laughs> yeah and they said so Sam it's your first day on the job You've got. You came highly recommended as someone who knows all sorts of irritating smug facts to amuse <laughs> our audience of cunts, right? What have you got for us? <laughs> well, I've I've done a little bit of digging and I found out that sea it's male seahorses that carry children, not women seahorses. I'd be like, are you fucking joking, you cunt? Get How out! How the fuck did you get this fucking job? Not ne- what next? No doubt we're in the what? background of the Homer Palooza episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, I was going to do that as my second bit. Listen, we do proper <laughs> research here. We don't just buy a copy of last year's Ripley's Believe It or Not and feed all them to fucking Sandy Toxvig. Sandy's got her oh, own fucking... copy of Believe It or Not. She can read it herself. She doesn't need you to do it. I would say clear your desk, but you've only just walked in half an hour ago and that's your best shot. Are you trying to easy way in or something? And you were late. And you were eating some sort of pasty and you've got crumbs all over the fucking floor. Get out. Prick. You simply don't fit in here, Sam. I mean, if you're listening to this now at home or wherever, put your hand up if you didn't know that male seahorses give birth. Yeah, I'm not seeing many hands. No, but I would say, man, Andy, this image is arresting. Because this is an image of the horse actually giving birth, and it's, it's got beautiful. its big, it's got its big round seahorse tummy, and big some guts, and a hole has just opened up in it, and the little yeah. mini seahorses are all swimming out one by one, and they're swimming straight up to his face as if to say, "All right, cunt, guess yes, what? We, yeah. Guess what we've just done? We've just been yeah. born out of your fucking guts, you cunt." Afternoon, Dad. All right, mate. Yeah. Did you nice just swim you. out of my guts? Yeah, that's right. What nice was it like in there? The... Disgusting. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> What's on the telly? Well, Minder's on at about ten past four. Can watch that. Brilliant. <laughs> Is there any snooker on? Nah, you're a bit late. If you'd been born a week earlier, you could have seen the <laughs> finished, end of the of the tournament. Sunday, but 
There'll be another one on next week, don't worry. <laughs> I think it's in Bristol. Um, I'll tell you what else we could watch. They're, they're doing reruns of Quincy, if you like medical sort of themed <laughs> dramas. <laughs> oh, that sounds dead good. Let's watch Quincy then when we're waiting for Minder to start. I like being your son. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so got right, any snacks? Yeah, I've got some <laughs> sea fungi. Have we, uh, have we got a mum? Uh, somewhere, I don't know. She seems to have fucked off. She's an Just absentee mother, but you'll find that's very common in the seahorse community. <laughs> well, we got some laughs out of it, and that's the main thing. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Jalapeño. In most species, the female is the one who carries the offspring until they're ready mm. to face the world. Oh, really, Rick, please? Thank you. I did not know that. Fuck me. Unbelievable. I'm choosing, I'm choosing to believe it, Ripley's. Thank you very much. <laughs> Shit, the fucking bed. Um, the female deposits her um, eggs into the man's brood pouch. That's That's the technical term for his guts. Yeah. Where they're fertilised and form into miniature versions of their parents. When the babies are ready to be born, the male opens the brood pouch. Right, open sesame, out you come. <laughs> and a series of contractions forces the younglings out. Some seahorses give birth to more than a thousand babies at a time. What? Fucking thousand of them. Imagine the expense. Good job there's a, uh, we're, we're quite, it's just quite a social democracy down here in the social, in the seahorse community under the sea. There is no shortage of benefits I can claim for when I've had a thousand kids. <laughs> I actually end up very much in profit. Yeah, a thousand is pretty much like hitting the jackpot. Uh, I'm sorted for like, well, I'm sorted till you're 18, put it that way. Each time Lovely another stuff. one swam out of my guts, I just heard a fucking cash register in my knot ringing <laughs> I'm looking at the rest of this double page. Um, human face. It says, in January 2020, one-of-a-kind goat owned by uh, Mukshaj Prajapap was born in Rajasthan, India, with a flat, human-like face, prompting villagers to worship the animal as a divine figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goat was born with a rare congenital defect called cyclopia, which affects the genes that create facial characteristics. So, a bit of a difference of opinion there. On one hand, Ripley's is telling us it's got a congenital defect. On the other hand, the villagers are saying it's a divine figure. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle, Sam. I like to think. (laughs) There's two birds in a picture as well on that page. Uh, And I don't know what they're doing. I can't work out what this is about just from looking at it. No, because there's not much. There's nothing remarkable. It's just two fucking birds. uh, A black one and a greenish one. Yeah. Shall we examine it further? Yeah. 
the male satin bowerbird uh, takes building a romantic relationship to the next level by crafting and decorating a bower to attract females. Males use parallel walls of sticks cemented with saliva and chewed vegetable matter to make these courtship arenas. I've made you a courtship arena. Welcome yeah, yeah. to my arena of courtship. Held together with saliva and chewed vegetable matter. Welcome. <laughs> Come in. Uh, if that doesn't put you in the mood, I don't know what will. <laughs> Come in and take your feathers off. Let's <laughs> have a look at you. Um, they decorate it with bright blue objects. Items include indigo clothes pins, cobalt bottle tops, and sapphire parrot feathers. How do you and like that? That appears to be. There's a clothes peg there. There's a little bit of a bit of tin foil. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've put up. Uh, I managed to get hold of a parrot feather. Don't ask me why. That's my business. Don't <laughs> ask. And I shall not tell. But I did manage to acquire one because I thought that might impress you, and clearly it has. Now, get your knickers off. I, mean, it's, I don't wear knickers, be... I'm a bird. All right, well, get whatever your, your fanny feathers out then. I don't know. This will be something that's probably on that recent David Attenborough series that we didn't really pay any attention to at all. It was called The Mating Game, and it was just all about animals having it off. This week, um, animals <laughs> fucking all over the world. Non-stop. Relentless, all <laughs> positions, all shapes, all sizes. At any bang, given bang, bang, moment, bang, bang, bang. at any given moment, anywhere on planet Earth, there are up to a million fucks going on between animals. <laughs> some with fur, some with feathers, some fucking bald. Some with scales. Even, and it's fuck. I've seen it, and it's fucking knockout. I've seen it, I've filmed it. But this goes back to an early episode of this, because we... We said quite early on in this this podcast that um, we suspected that Attenborough had loads of footage that he'd been they'd putting together of animals sucking each other off. I've seen a, and it I've seen a hedgehog. That he had. I've seen two yes. hedgehogs going at it in public. I filmed it, <laughs> and one and a geezer hedgehog spunked all over the woman's head, hedgehog's fucking spikes. And now, I've seen- for the first time. I will be broadcasting it live on BBC Two every Sunday night at 9pm. I've seen lizards doing a 69 with each other. It might have been newts, I can't remember, but it was very sexy. <laughs> I've seen a sloth fingering off another sloth, and I can tell you, he weren't fucking lazy either. He livened right up. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen a mole wanking another mole off in a car park. <laughs> At night. <laughs> Over my years working for the BBC on nature documentaries, I've seen the fucking lot. Some people don't fucking believe me. My brother, Vicky Attenborough, didn't. He's dead now. He died not believing me. And that's his loss, not mine. Because now <laughs> I'm about to show everyone the fucking evidence once and for all. Welcome to David Attenborough's world of fucking animals. <laughs> My brother Dickie went to the grave thinking he was the greatest filmmaker among our family and our brethren. But he was wrong because I've been squirrelling away all this footage for decades. And I've now got letters it's all coming that I'm going to publish in a book that I wrote to him telling him the things I'd seen. I even did drawings 
And he would write letters back saying, this is bollocks. What are you trying to prove? I don't believe you. (laughs) Anyway, I'm in India making Gandhi. It's probably going to win an Oscar. Stop trying to fucking impress me with your lies about moles doing wankoffs. And I would write back and go, Richie, I'm fucking telling you, it's true. You're just jealous because you've never seen it. (laughs) He said, what's the matter with you? You're just trying to get attention or something. Stick to your wildlife programs i'll do the big films you do your things with the gorillas we're in each other's you know stay in each in other's orbit, but it's stay in your own lane your last one his, no. his last words to me were i'll believe it when i fucking see it well he I never thought. did see it but now you will luckily our other brother who works he doesn't actually have a job he trades in cryptocurrency from home terry Ken attenborough <laughs> he's into crypto uh, he's very passionate about it. He's he's like an evangelist for it. In fact, if, if he almost bullies you into investing. If you don't, he takes it personal. I don't I don't know why. He's not really interested I don't talk in too animals. Much anymore. Fucking, yeah. He's he's an anti vaxxer as well. It's pr- it's pretty strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Atmer's obviously been saving it all up over the decades, um, and those birds are probably in it somewhere. Um, oh, we were talking about knitting, weren't we, recently in um, yeah. one of the episodes. I think it was a tune machine. We were suggesting that uh, knitting keeps your fingers agile. Nimble for, for fingering. Uh, for fingering. And here's a knitting entry on page... Sorry, page on page 78. Prison knitters. Inmates in Brazil's high-security Arasfaldo de Campos Perez prison... Mm. Uh, can earn reduced sentences by taking up knitting for fashion designer Raquel Guimarães. Uh, they get one day off their sentence for every three days that they knit. That sounds great. <laughs> if you imagine you're in a top security Brazilian prison, probably not the nicest of environments, but if you do a bit of knitting, you can um, get a bit of reduced sentence, so that's good. Mate. We need to fix. Mm. We need to fix the prison system one way or another. Do you know what I mean? We can't yeah. sleep easy. The, the prison system in this country who, us? and millions of others. Yeah, if, well, if not us, then who? Us personally, if not us, then Give who, up, mate? The government have announced a special commission to reinvent Britain's prison system. It will be presided over by the podcasters Andy Dawson and Sam Delaney. <laughs> The pair, in a joint, for the, the, the pair have issued a joint <laughs> statement saying that they were delighted but not surprised to have been appointed to this role. <laughs> As they had made overtures on many episodes of that podcast. <laughs> we're the men for the job. We've always known it and now we're going to prove it. Next question. <laughs> Read the statement. <laughs> Our first plan, we're going to import the knitting scheme from Brazil's high security... <laughs> Arisvaldo de Campos Perez prison. <laughs> they know what they're doing in South America in prisons. We've seen it on Channel 5 and off. It's been staring us in the face. Oh, there's Mate. another absolutely shit one here as well. Can I I'll just read this out? Read it out and then I've got a, a real humdinger. Okay. Free flights. To promote its Green Week in August 2019, US-based Frontier Airlines offered free flights to people with the last name Green or Green with an E. Do I believe that or do I not believe it? Of course I fucking believe it. It's a bog standard piece of fucking PR, isn't they it? They should have called this book Care or Fuck Don't Care. Me. 
Right. Yeah. Mate, I've got what I think is probably the best image in the book, and it is on page yes, one, one, two, five. one, two, five. One, two, five. image at the bottom of the page. What the fucking hell is that? That, my friend, is a bomb inserted <laughs> into the anal passage of a fossilised rat. <laughs> and it Can is extremely graphic. Read it out. Can I read Potent rodent. <laughs> <laughs> That's one potent rodent you got there. Yeah, I it's, suck yeah, a bomb up its ass. It's a rat with a pipe up its ass. Yeah. It almost looks like a musical instrument. You can blow like a mouthpiece that. from a brass you blow instrument. In that yeah. pipe, the uh, a beautiful noise comes out of the rat's mouth. And in then the it blows up. Was actually, the image is really incredible, but the the fact is something that I already knew. During World War Two, Allied spies created exploding rat bombs in an attempt to destroy German factories. A stranger than fiction footnote in history: British scientists in the forties stuffed dozens of dead rats with fuses, detonators, and explosives. Two things there. That's not that's that's not really stranger than fiction. And secondly, what are you talking about, scientists? Stop making out his fucking lab men in white coats. That's well, <laughs> way below their pay grade. Fucking so. We've done some experiments and we worked out that if you stick a bomb up a rat's ass, it blows up. You don't need a scientist to <laughs> work that out. You need this, a bunch of was... fucking ten-year-old boys. They'll fucking do that. I was going to say, twelve-year-old teenagers have done this. Yeah. Yeah. Go out on fireworks night. They're all doing it to cats. Yeah. They asked the French resistance with scat. They tasked the French resistance with scattering these bomb-wielding vermin in German manufacturing plants. Right, you Frenchy. Listen, right. Take this bag. Inside it is a load of rats that have got fucking bombs up their asses. I need you to get over to some German factories and release them. Don't, I don't want to hear any complaints. You got yourselves in this mess. Now you've got to fucking rely on us and our exploding rats to get you out of it. <laughs> their hope was that factory <sighs> workers would dispose of the rat carcasses in their furnaces, triggering massive explosions. But before ah, the plan could wreak clever. havoc on Nazi-occupied <clears throat> France, the Germans discovered the plot before it could be implemented. Nevertheless, it caused a wild goose chase on the part of the Germans to exterminate the bomb infestation. Well, it fucked with their heads, and that's the main thing. Ah, see, what is happening here? That's Ina Rat with bomb up its arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> all rats, all English rats are explosives. <laughs> Destroy them all. Thinking I have about heard that, it, though, in, mate. I've heard that about? in London, you are never more than six feet away from my rat, and therefore, and a, a bomb. An exploded rat with a bomb bomb. That's bomb bomb. Um, <laughs> think about it though, mate. When you read about that, and it's like, mm. right, the the, the 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 British intelligence and British scientists liaised with the French resistance to yeah, like to like in our law, law. Yeah, yeah, but like think law about law. it now, right? I genuinely, I don't want to get political, but I genuinely, genuinely don't think that that would happen again. All these, like, what do you call them, the flag shackers, all these people who are obsessed with the Second World War, right? Yeah. And try to align try to align themselves with the heroics performed by forefathers yeah. at the, at the, as in the Second World War and all the rest of it, right? Yeah. i tell you this, right? If France was invaded tomorrow, right, by some sort of malevolent fascistic force, right, and mm-hmm. they, and they, and it, they would, like, someone force their way in, took over like let's say the russians right 
yeah. and just fucking took over and said, we own France now. It's all ours. You've got to do what we tell you. Can you imagine that Boris Johnson would genuinely go, right, lads, get the army started up. We're going to go over to save France. They'd be like, right, fuck. Hope the Russians don't come to us next. Leave well alone. Mm, and, course, if so, yeah. and if they came and did it to us, the Russians or the Chinese or whoever it might be, right? If you think the Americans are going to fucking help us just because we've had our tongues up their asses for the last fucking 60 years, think again. Yeah. They will not. Those days are gone. <clears throat> no one's going to fucking help us out and we're not helping any other cunt out. Totally. So all these fucking ideas well, that we were once heroic by helping other people, we're not that, that we're not anymore. That will now, especially well, Boris on- Johnson. I mean, can you imagine him? It, he's the sort of cunt, if there was a tear-up in a fight, would do anything. He'd climb out the fucking window rather than get his hands dirty, we're, 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 even if his best mate was this. getting a shoe-in. We're recording this on the 10th of December, and this is going to go out a couple of days before Christmas, I think. So the idea that Boris Johnson might still be the Prime Minister by then is looking increasingly unlikely. So who knows I guess, what's yeah. going on. But yeah, we've got that new alliance, haven't we, with the Australians and the Americans. Some fucking use that is. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, if you're going to have an alliance with someone, at least have them nearby. Yeah. Instead of oh, two of the don't worry, the Australians are mobilising their forces to come and help us out. They'll be here in yeah. fucking nine days. Yeah, fucking hell. But, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. And as well, these flag shaggers are going about the war and all that sort of thing. None of them ever cite the idea of sticking a pipe in a rat's arse and making a bomb out of it, do they? Nah, of course they don't. They, they haven't got the fucking imagination to fucking nah. celebrate stuff like that. But um, that was good. Um, we'll leave it there. We'll we'll have one more crack at this book next week. Yeah. And then we'll just fucking consign it to the uh, the Amazon pit. The, we'll the just send it back. Of history. Send it we'll back send to it Bezos. Back to Amazon. Stick it in the fucking pit. Not the Ripley's Put back. The We've pit. had more than ever this year. It's because they didn't make an effort <laughs> with the cover. <laughs> we need a special pit just for the Ripley's. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks very much. And goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.